Welcome to Zichud Daf Siman Member by Ram Goldar and Tirum Zechus Yevamas Daf Yudalf. The first parak Chamishas Reinashim. The first parak has been generously sponsored as a schus for Mordechai Chaim Ben Esther and as a schus for Shidduch Hagon for Leia Bas Esther. So the three topics we're going to focus on. Number one, Rav Yudah says in the name of Rav that Atzar's Sota, Atzara of a Sota, is punished from doing Yibum or Chalitza. Rashi explains the case that a man marries two women and one of them has relations with another man and then he dies without children, then the Sota as well as the Tzara are Pater from Yibum. The reason is because Tuma Ksiba, a Pasuk in the Parsha of the Sota, says the word Tuma, and she goes into seclusion, she becomes Tame. And a Pasuk in the Parsha of Arayah says the word Tuma, you may not become Tame with all these, which teaches us that a Sota is like an Erva. Ravashi asks on Rav from a Bryce which states, if a woman goes into seclusion with a man for the amount of time that it takes for them to have relations, and Rashi explains this is referring to when her husband had warned her not to do so, she is forbidden to her husband, and if she's the wife of a Kohen, she's forbidden to eat truma, and if the husband dies, she then does chalitza. So we see from the Bryce that she's not pater from Yimun, but rather she must do chalitza. The Gemara answers Rav can reply that he was discussing of a sota vadai, when it was certain that she had relations with the other man. And the Bryce was discussing a case when she had gone to seclusion with the man, but we don't know if they had relations. Point number two, the Gemara brings a Bryce that says, Rabbi Yosem and Kefar said in the name of Rabbi Lazar, One who wants to remarry his divorcee. If she had married someone else and then she got divorced or her husband died, then she's forbidden to him. But if she had only done erison to another man, then he may remarry her. The reason is because it says in regard to remarrying one's divorcee, after she becomes Tami, which implies that she is only Aser after she had relations with her second husband. The Chamim say that she's forbidden to her original husband even if she only did erison to the second husband. The Chamim use the word Hutama to teach that a Sota is forbidden to her husband. If you to ask Rav Sheshis, what's the halacha of the Tsara? of Amachzir Gushasu after she remarries. This question is not according to Rabbi Yosman Kepar, since he says that the word Tuma excludes Machzir Gushasu from Yibum, that Tsar is excluded as well. The question is only according to the Rabban who hold that the word Tuma is written regarding a Sota. Do they maintain that being that the simple meaning of the Pasik is discussing Amachzir Gushasu, the word Tuma applies there as well, or do they hold that the word Tuma is not referring to Amachzir Gushasu at all? The Gemara brings an alternative version of the discussion in which the question is shown to only be according to Rabbi Yosem and Kefar. And pointing with you, the Gemara brings a mission from Daf Mem Gimel Amabes that states that if a man who is married to two women dies without children, both women fall to Yibum to his brother, and the brother does Yibum or Chalitza to either one of them, and the Tsar will be Pater from Yibum. The mission continues, If one of these women was permitted to marry a Kohen, and the other one was forbidden to marry a Kohen, if the brother wants to do Chalitza, which would puzzle the Chalitza from marrying a Kohen, he should do it to the Yavam, who is already puzzled to the Kohuna. Rev Yosef, quoting Rebbe, explained the reason for this. One should not spill out the water of his pit if others need it. Meaning that since he wants to do Chalitza, which would answer the Chalitza to a Kohen, he should do it to the Yavam who is already answered to a Kohen and let the other one remain available to a Kohen. So once again, the three points are number one. Rav Yudah says in the name of Rav that a tsar's sota, a tsar of a sota is pater from doing Yibam or Chalitza. Rashi explains the case that a man marries two women and one of them has relations with another man and then he dies without children, then the sota as well as the tsara are pater from Yibam. The reason is because Tuma Ksiba, a Pasuk in the Parsha of Sota, says the word Tuma, and she goes into seclusion, she becomes Tame. And a Pasuk in the Parsha of Arayah says the word Tuma, you may not become Tame with all these, which teaches us that a Sota is like an Erva. 
Ravashi asks on Rav from a Bryce, which states, if a woman goes into seclusion with a man for the amount of time that it takes for them to have relations, and Rashi explains this is referring to when her husband had warned her not to do so, she is forbidden to her husband, and if she's the wife of a Kohen, she's forbidden to eat truma, and if the husband dies, she then does chalitza. So we see from the Bryce that she's not putter from Yimun, but rather she must do chalitza. The Gemara answers Rav can reply that he was discussing of a sota vadai, when it was certain that she had relations with the other man. And the Bryce was discussing a case when she had gone to seclusion with the man, but we don't know if they had relations. Point number two, the Gemara brings a Bryce that says, Rabbi Yosem and Kefar said in the name of Rabbi Lazar, one who wants to remarry his divorcee. If she had married someone else and then she got divorced or her husband died, then she's forbidden to him. But if she had only done erison to another man, then he may remarry her. The reason is because it says in regard to remarrying one's divorcee, after she becomes tummy, which implies that she is only usher after she had relations with her second husband. The Chamin say that she's forbidden to her original husband, even if she only did erison to the second husband. The Chamin use the word hutamaa to teach that a sota is forbidden to her husband. But if you to ask Rav Sheshis, what's the lacha of the tsara of a machzir gushasu after she remarries? This question is not according to Rabbi Yosman Kepar, since he says that the word tuma excludes machzir gushasu from yibum, the tsara is excluded as well. The question is only according to the Rabban hold that the word tuma is written regarding a sota. Do they maintain that being that the simple meaning of the Pasik is discussing a Gushaso, the word Tuma applies there as well, or do they hold that the word Tuma is not referring to a Gushaso at all? The Gemara brings an alternative version of the discussion in which the question is shown to only be according to Rabbi Yosem and Kefar. And pointing with you, the Gemara brings a mission from Daf Mem Gimel Amabes that states that if a man who is married to Tuma dies without children, both women fall to Yibum to his brother, and the brother does Yibum or Chalitza to either one of them, and the Tsar will be Pater from Yibum. The mission continues, if one of these women was permitted to marry a Kohen, and the other one was forbidden to marry a Kohen, if the brother wants to do Chalitza, which would puzzle the Chalitza from marrying a Kohen, he should do it to the Yavama, who is already puzzled to the Kohuna. Rev Yosef, quoting Rebbe, explained the reason for this. One should not spill out the water of his pit if others need it. Meaning that since he wants to do chalitza, which would answer the chalitza to a Kohen, he should do it to the Yavam who is already answer to a Kohen and let the other one remain available to a Kohen. All right, so now we go to our sim for Daf Yudolf, and our standard simon is stars related to the 11 stars in Yosef's dream. So here goes. The Tzara of the Sotavadai, who received a Pata from Yibum star, and who was waiting to see if her friend, the Tsar of Amakzer Gushaso, would receive one too, overheard a basin standing by a pit of water tell a woman who was already ushered to a Kohen that she should be the one to do Chalitza. Once again, it's a motion. The Tsar of a Sotavadai, who received a Pata from Yibum star, star, that must be more duff, Yudalif. The Tsara of a Sota Vadai, who received a Pater from Yibum Star, which reminds the Gemara brings Rav Yudah, who said in the name of Rav, that a Tsar's Sota, a Tsara of a Sota, is Pater from doing Yibum or Chalitza, which conflicts with the Bryce that states that if a woman goes into a seclusion with a man for the amount of time that takes for them to have relations, and Rashi explains this referring to when her husband had warned her not to do so, she's forbidden to her husband, and if the husband dies, then she does Chalitza. The Gemara answers that Rav can reply that he was discussing a case of a Sota Vadai when it was certain that she had relations with the other man. And the Bryce was discussing a case when she had gone into seclusion with the man, but it's a suffix if they had relations. So that Sara of the Sota Vadai, who received a Pata from Yibum star, who was waiting to see if her friend, the Tsar of Amaksir Gushaso, would receive one too, which reminds the Gemara brings Malgokas between Yosi ben Kefar and the Chalami regarding when is Amaksir Gushaso Chayv? Is it only after Nisun or after Erison as well, which then leads to the question of what is the status of Atsaras Maksu Gushaso. 
So the Tsar of the Sota Vadai, who received a putter from Yibum Star, who was waiting to see if her friend, the Tsar of Amaksugushaso, would receive one too, overheard a basin standing by a pit of water tell a woman who was already ushered to a Kohen that she should be the one to do Chalitza, which reminds us that the brother wants to do Chalitza, which would puzzle the Chalitza from marrying a Kohen. And he has a choice of two Yavamas, and one of the women is permitted to marry Kohen, and the other one was forbidden to marry Kohen. He should do Chalitza with the Yavama, who is already puzzled to the Kahuna. Rabbi Yosef, quoting Rabbi, explained the reason for this. One should not spill out the water of his pit if others need it, meaning that since he wants to do Chalitza, which would usher a Chalitza to a Kohen, he should do it to the Yavama, who is already ushered to a Kohen, and let the other woman remain available to a cone. So once again, the Tsara of the Sota Vada, who received a patra from Yibum Star, and who was waiting to see if her friend, the Tsar of Gushaso, would receive one too, overheard a basin standing by a pit of water tell a woman, who was already ushered to a Kohen, that she should be the one to do Chalitza. Alright, now it's time for Four Blabat Chazar. Dav Zayn. So the Simr Dav Zayn is a Klizayn, a weapon. And we use a gun. The cone with the smoking gun. Gun. That must be one Dav Zayn. Klizayn. Gun. The cone of the smoking gun who was taken away from the Mizbeach during his avoda, which reminds us, Rav Simbar Ashi says, the reason we would think that the death penalty may be given on Shabbos is because of Akav Homer, just as the avoda of a cone in the base of Migdash is Chamur and is Docher Shabbos, and yet execution overrides it, as it stated, from the Mizbeach you shall take him to die, meaning the cone is taken to be killed even if he attempts to perform the avoda. Then Shabbos, which is Nidcha because of Avoda, then all the more so taking away the cone to be killed is Docha Shabbos. So, the cone with the smoking gun who was taken away from the Mizbeach during his Avoda, and who was accused of eating a shlami while he was Tameh, which reminds the Gemara quotes a price that brings an example of the principle of Dabashir Bechlav Ramed from the Pasad that states, and the one that eats from the meat of a carbon shlami and he is Tameh is Chayv Karas. Now why does the Pasad need to say this? We already learned that one who is Tameh eats Kachim is Chayv Karas from a different Pasad. We learned this from the justice of Shlamim is Kachim is Bech, consecrated for being offered in the Mizbech, and one is Chayv Karas when eating it, so to anything else that is Kachim is Bech, which excludes Kachim Bedeka Bias, consecrated for temple repair, that if one ate it when he's Tameh, he's Patras. This rush should be used by Achos Ishto as well, as far as Eshaz Ach is including the category of all rise, as it's written, anyone that does one of these abominations will be cut off, and it is taken out of that general category, and as a head to that she falls to Yibum, and this teaches us that all rise too fall to Yibum. The Gemara says that this drush is different because the drusha by Shlamim is a general Isser and a specific Isser, whereas with our drusha there's a general Isser and a specific Heter. So, the cone with the smoking gun who was taken away from the Mizbech during his Avoda, and who was accused of eating a Shlamim while he was Tameh, was caught when the ball carried Matsuri, who put his fingers into the Azur to purify pointing them out. Which reminds the Gemara says that one might have warned that Achos Ishto, his wife's sister, may be permitted for Yibum with a Mametzino from Eshaz Ach, even though Eshaz Ach had one Isser and Achos Ishto had two Isserim through a principle called Oyobi Ishtri Ishtri. Since it, one Isser becomes permitted, it referring to a second Isser becomes permitted. We find this principle of Hoyobi Ishtri Ishtri by a Matzor, where the Matzor has a head to put his fingers into the base of Migdash for his purification process, and he may do so even if he's a Balkari, thereby having two Isserim. This is because once the Isra of Matsur is Mutter, the Isra of Keri becomes Mutter as well. Davches, so the Simr Davches is a Chala. So here goes. The Hekesh Chala, Chala, that must be on Davches. The Hekesh Chala that was awarded to the Achos Ishto instead of the Eshazach, which reminds the Gemara that since we can compare all the arrivals to the Eshazach and Yibum would be permitted, based on Rabbi Yonis Hekesh, and we're able to compare all arrivals to Achos Isha, and all arrivals would be ushered to Yibum based on the Hekesh to Alea, why do we compare them to Achos Isha? 
Gemara answers that if there's a choice to go either a kula or a chumra, we go a chumra. Alternatively, the Gemara answers that since Aisha's ach is one iser and achuz isha and all arayos are two isurim, we compare all arayos to achuz isha. So the hekesh chal that was awarded to the achuz ishto instead of the Aisha's ach was snatched by the tsara standing under the Allah banner. Which reminds us, Rav says that the word Allah is not to teach about achuz ishto, as it's obvious that Yibam would not be docheed, as an ase is not docha alosase sheish bokoris. Rather, is to teach you that the tsara of an erva does not fall to Yibam. Ravashi brings a proof to Rav from the words of our Mishnah, which states, Chameshus Nashim Potros Tsaros said, 50 women putter their tsaros, but doesn't mention that these 50 women exempt themselves. This makes sense according to Rav, as the Mishnah does not need to teach this, as is obvious. So the Hekash Chawa that was awarded to the Achus Ishto instead of the Eshazach was snatched by the Tsara standing under the Aleha banner, who then gave it to her Yavama friend who was divorced and about to remarry her Yavam. Which reminds us, Rabbi Yosef Rechanina Darshan, that the word Ulkacha and he takes her, teaches, Shemagar Shemaget Machzira. He divorces with a get, and he may take her back. Rashi explains that once the Yavam does Yibam, the Yavama is fully his wife. If he wants to divorce her, he gives her a get, and does not need to do Chalitza. After he divorces her, he may remarry her, and we do not say that since his sister-in-law was permitted to him, only within the context of the midst of Yibam, once he divorces her, she reverts to being Asr as an Eshazach. Daftas, so the similar Daftas, is a teapot. So here goes. The avid tea drinker, tea drinker, that must be more on Daftas, teapot. The avid tea drinker who was on his way to bring a chattis for being Obit Avodazor Bishogeg, which reminds Rabbanu learned that any of that when Dumba Mezid won his Chayv Chorus, when Dumba Shogeg won his Chayv Chattis, they learned it from the Parsha dealing with an individual doing Avodazora. It should be one law to you, to one who acts inadvertently, and to one who acts with intention. Rabbana make a hekish with this of the entire Torah to Avodah Just as with Avodah there is chorus if dumb amazing, and a chattas if dumb b'shogeg, so to anything for which one is chayv chorus for doing b'mezid, is chayv chattas if he did a b'shogeg. So, the avid tea drinker who was on his way to bring a chattas for being Ovid Avodazor Peshogeg was so shocked when he saw his brother attempting to marry his mother, who was his father's Anusa, which reminds us, Levi asked Rebbe why the Mishnah did not list 16 cases and include the case of the erva of Imo Anusa's Aviv. One's mother was violated by his father and they weren't married. Rebbe answered him that the Mishnah does not mention cases that are subject to dispute. And this erva is a matter of disagreement for it's a malchokas between Rebbe Huda and the Rabban if a case of Anusas Avi falling to Yibum is even a possibility. So, the avid tea drinker who was on his way to bring a chattas for being Ovid Avodazor Bishogeg was so shocked when he saw his brother attempting to marry his mother, who was his father's Anusa, that he tripped and spilled his tea on two brothers who were about to be Miyabim, two sisters. Which reminds us, the Gemara challenges Rebbe's assertion that the Mishnah does not list cases where there's a malchokas. When it brings Rebbe Chia's rule that applies to our Mishnah and it only works, According to Rebbe Shimon and not according to the Rabbanin, it answers that Rebbe does not hold of Rebbe Chia's rule. Daf Yud. So the Simon Daf Yud is a minion of Yidin. So here goes. The minion of Yidin. Minion of Yidin. That must be more in Daf Yud. The minion of Yidin who shunned Yaakov, who violated two sisters, who then bore him sons. Which reminds us, Rav Adekarchin is said in the name of Rav in front of Rav Kahana that Rebbe does hold of Rebbe Chia's rule and provided a different explanation of Rebbe's response to Levi as to why the Mishnah does not include the case of Imo Anusas Aviv, his mother who was violated by his father. Rebbe explained that it would not fit into one of Rebbe Chia's rules in the following case where Yaakov violates two sisters and each one bears him a son, and then these two sisters marry Yaakov's two other sons, who then die childless. It would not fulfill Rebichia's rule of Hazur Lazem Mutaraz Lazem. The sister that is prohibited to this Yavam is permitted to the other Yavam, and vice versa, since each Yavam is Asur as the mother 
of a different Yavam and is the sister of his other Yavama. So the minion of Yidin who shunned Yaakov, who violated two sisters, who then bore him sons, refusing to listen to his excuse that each son can call each woman Emo, his mother, which reminds us, Rabashi says, the Rebbe does not hold of Rebbe rule, and that his harsh response to Levi was that Levi should have inferred that the ton of our missions Rebbe Yehuda, who holds that Anusa's Aviv is Aser, and therefore there can never be a case of Anusa's Aviv falling to Yibum from either brother. For the Mishnah later says, Sheish arise chamurus me'elot. Six arise are more common than the fifteen, mifnation and suiz la'acherim, because they must be married to others and can never marry a man's paternal brother. The more proves that since two of these arayos are Imo, Be'ishah's Aviv, his mother and his father's wife, it must be that Imo, his mother, is referring to a woman that was violated by his father, and the Mishnah stating clearly that she's forbidden to all of the paternal brothers, which is the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda. So the minion of Yidin who shunned Yaakov, who violated two sisters, who then bore him sons, refusing to listen to his excuse that each son can call each woman Imo, his mother. We're not sure whether they should welcome a man who did chalitza and then was Makadish his chalitza, since it's only a love. Which reminds us of more disgust of the luck in the case of Acholitz Lebimto Vachazvikidsha, one brother who does chalitza and then returns and does kedushin with her and then dies childless, so that she then falls back to the brothers whom she had previously fallen for Yibam or chalitza. Rishaki told us that the first brother only had a love to take his chalitza based on the Pasik Asher Yivne, who shall not build his brother's house. The future tense implies that once he did not build, he shall never again build. But the other brothers remain with the original Issacharis. Riyochan holds that the first brother and the Chutzi each act as a shliach for his brothers and her tsarists respectively, and therefore they are only prohibited to each other on the level of a love. All right, that concludes today's shir. This is Rabbi Avram Golden Zichur, wishing you a great day and great learning.